Cue the band. for all you devil dogs and uh, prior military out there. Welcome to Kayak Fishing Radio. We're, uh, uh, it looks like standing room only in the chat room. And uh, the circuit board is, uh, the, is just lit up. So let me start by saying hey to some of the folks out there. We've got uh, Navy Vet and we got a couple of guests. If you're listening and you want to participate in the chat room, why don't you go ahead and uh, sign in with any of your social media, and that'll uh, take care of it and allow you to participate in the chat room. Um, uh, Jaron from uh, Texas, our uh, our new Tuesday night host, welcome aboard. It does look funny from the other side, doesn't it? Joshua Maitland, JPS W Fish, Mr. Lozier, and his best fishing partner ever from the Double L crew. BB Java Chick, good evening to you, Mr. Randy English, Peppy, uh, down in Titusville, good evening to you all. All right, and uh, glad to have you here. And I know that uh, somebody will type in there if somebody's having problems. Just go ahead and refresh your computer, and you should be able to uh, get the sound up. Real kayak fishing. That's Dee Kaminsky. She just rolled in. Good evening, Dee. And just for D and the ladies, there we go. We're all here. Joining me on the other side of the studio board is the man with the golden voice. That would be Mr. Becker. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm glad I waited because I was going to break into the other one. No, it's uh, once again <laughs> great to be here. Just sitting back with a Quavassier and. Uh, yeah, there Just, you are. Uh, you know, warm in the snister in my hand as I watch the wheels go around in the studio for Kayak Fishing Radio. That's right. Good evening, sir. How are you? Living the dream every day in sunny Florida. And uh, and Mr. Becker is joining us uh, from uh, uh, Apollo Beach, Florida, down Tampa Bay way. Weather doing uh, doing okay down there tonight, sir? Yeah, cold front rolled through today. It dropped down to uh, in the 60s or so, but uh, looking back to a warmer temperature soon for all my friends in the Northeast. Okay, and uh, we should be <laughs> there. Um, and I want to say hi to some of the other folks here. Uh, Jim, north side of Atlanta, how are you? Good, Godfather. How you doing? I am. I'm doing all right, man. It's a it's a little bit colder than what we had last weekend where we were at, and uh, the uh, from 85 to 20 degree morning this morning is just oh my goodness, I don't know. 
So I was just happy we didn't get snow again last week. They were yeah. forecasting flurries again for last either Wednesday or Thursday, and it missed us. And I was just happy about that. No kidding. Let me uh, let me get up on the board here and say hi to our Wednesday night host from the Low Sodium Show, Mark Wheeler. Hey, Mark, how are you? What's going on, Mike? Oh, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Good, it, good, uh, man. And you're moving a little bit north. You're up in Virginia, and uh, things are still a little bit chilly up there. Still chilly, but, uh, you know, went out for a few hours this uh, right before the sunset. And for those that are that are low-sodium heads like I am, you know, the, the bass fishing is, is picking up. You know, they're, they're getting angry, and they're getting uh, ready to make some uh, – some babies, so things are progressing nicely. So. I know that I know that uh, some guys that were talking here that uh, a lot of the uh, little buck bass are uh, moving in around the beds now, but uh, no sows yet. So yeah, the sows you can expect the sows to come out um, after this new moon. Uh, they'll start moving up, and then by the next full moon, you can pretty much expect the uh, the uglies to be bumping. Uh, pretty pretty well at that All point. Right. So. And uh, folks can listen to that and hear about it on our Wednesday night low-sodium show. Let me say hi to Matt. Jack Chum. Hey, Matt. Hey, good evening, Chad. Good evening, Greg. Good evening to you guys from New Jersey where it's 20 degrees going down to minus 2 tonight. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, well, we're just going to – you stay warm, man, all right? You're in the basement? Yeah. I am. Okay. All right. Cave. Nice. In the cave, yeah. All right, so let me uh, – let's go, and I see now that in the chat room they're here. Let me uh, pull them up and see. I think you got some mic noise there, Greg, so – Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I know we've got a lot of folks here in the chat room, and we're going to go ahead and bring them up live right now. Uh, we've got some questions that we're going to ask them. And maybe some other stuff. But, ladies and gentlemen, we give a warm welcome to Mr. Woody Calloway from Native Watercraft. Good evening, Woody. How are you? What's going on, Chip? <laughs> and Mr. John Grace from Amongst It, and also one of the uh, co-conspirators in the AFWC. Hey, John, how are you tonight? Good, good. Good to talk to you, Chip. I'm glad you guys could join us. So, Have you uh, caught up on your sleep and... Uh, Back in the back in the house. I'm caught up on my sleep. You know, it's just you know when I it goes from vacation to right right down into into getting it done when you get back home. But I'm I, other than like it being freezing up here. You know, like I think it's 19 outside my door right now. It's you know I, I'm kind of missing the 80 degrees of the Everglades. I know it was warm uh, down there. Yeah, I'm having a hard time acclimatizing back to the uh, cold weather myself. You guys were down there like a week ahead of time, so you gotten out of the snow, and now you're back up in it, right? I hear it's moving we're that way. We're back up in the cold, that's for sure. We're not a, we're not New Jersey cold. I think that guy <laughs> up in New Jersey is going to be eating fish sticks for a while. 
Matt's got Matt's got two boats. He thinks they're in the backyard somewhere under a big pile. No, I think he's got them actually in his living room right now. Is that right, Matt? Um, they actually uh, have started to show signs. I, I saw the Cuda kind of popping out of the snow over the weekend when it hit like 50 here. <laughs> <laughs> About to get buried again. You're getting buried. All right. Well, Woody, John, glad you guys could join us tonight and uh, – just wanted to open up the boards for you and let you guys talk about the experience. And we probably got, oh, I don't know, we've got about 20 folks in the chat room. I don't know if you guys can see it or not, but uh, if you clicked on the link that was in there for the for the invite, uh, you can see it. Or if you're on your cell phones, we'll just pass on what people ask in the in the chat room. But yeah, uh, I'm uh, I am computerless. The the beauty of living in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Our computer went out, so I'm computerless, <laughs> so I'm just on the phone. Hey, okay. Steve, I can go to kayfishingradio.com, just the live link, and, and see our broadcast, right? Say again? I can go to kayfishingradio.com and just click on the live link. Yeah, That's you can do that. Yeah, you should be able to see. It, it should bring it up for you. So. Okay. Yeah, so if you don't mind, Chip, just if you can ask the question, because I won't be able to read them, but. Okay. I'm ready to roll. Anybody got a question? I I, I, I got to <laughs> say, I, I th- it, it was a challenging event, probably more challenging than the first one. And you know, there was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot more. I'm not going to say drama, but with the effing guys lost in the the night before. And I don't know if you read if you've read any of Casey's blog to this point. I mean, he's got three huge long blog posts, which, by the way, I think he's an incredible writer, very interesting read. And, um, I mean, you know, the backdrop of the whole the whole deal, you know, getting there a week early, setting up, having it, – it definitely wasn't as easy for us, um, you know, particularly John and what he's he's got to do, he's dealing with. It was a tougher place all around. For, it was tougher for on the fishermen, the competitors. It was definitely tougher on the media people, us. And um, we definitely figured out there's like a South Everglades attitude that you got to keep checking on people. You, you know, you got to you got to keep you got to keep on the situation, and <laughs> things can go wrong and. You know, sometimes things go wrong when you're hour hour away one one direction to 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 fix fix something. But uh, I, I thought the event was incredible. I, I, a couple thanks to the Cabler guys for letting us use the boat, and um, you know, it, it, I, I honestly I know there were some glitches, but I thought it was a super competitive, hard event, and I, I think it definitely lived up to its name. I think so. John, did you have something to jump in there with? Um, it's a it's almost like a different country down there. Mhm. And I was just I was just uh, agreeing with Woody there. When you get down there, you're really kind of almost getting into a different country, but you know, I mean, it's the Everglades. You're out there, you're at the end of the road and you know, it's that's got its pluses and its minuses, that's for sure. 
And this is something I noticed. I don't know if anybody knows, but we travel that road every day going back. And, the, and I, I got to give Will Lyons and Kramer and John to 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 do the updates, to do those early week. I mean, there was a lot of hours at the motel. But one of the things, the oddest thing I noticed, and I don't know if anybody else did, but that long drive from Florida City, we did it a lot. I ain't seen dead animals on the road. No bunny rabbits, no possums. Man, if you're a four-legged animal in that thing, in that area, you are eaten. I mean, did you did you guys ever see a rabbit? No, I didn't see nothing. Not one that really didn't look very scared. Yeah. Everything that moves down there is eaten. Yeah, absolutely. Including... Hey, man, Tim, the photographer guy that came with us, was he ended up the last night, he tried to sleep in his tent. The the netting was too big, the no seals. He ended up moving into the bathroom. And that was he, who was in the bathroom. The that was rat. He was like, I'm taking a rat over those those bugs. Well, we were wondering who that was on crash on the bathroom floor. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> Every time somebody walked in there because the lights were on the automatic switch, you know, the lights would come on and he'd have to say something to somebody. <laughs> Anyways, no, the, uh, I also wondered who it was that mowed the grass on that road, you know, because it's like he must I, – I never saw him, but I thought, you know, he'd get to one end and he'd have to turn around and start go the other way because the grass was mowed there. That's, like, that's an unbelievable – Unbelievable place. When you drive an hour one direction and there's nothing but swamp, you're you're getting deep. And once you get down there, it's all Shangri-La Campground Visitor Center. It's all pretty. You take one step off their property and something's going to eat you. Hey, they got two eight-foot pythons out of the campground one night. While we were there. (laughs) Yeah, while we were there. Holy cow. Let me let me uh, let you know that uh, in the chat room we've got Casey Burning, uh, Sean Wagner, Jaron Wozel, Joshua Maitland, uh, the Lozers are in there, Peppy's in there, Randy English is in there, D Kaminsky's in the chat room, Stan, uh, well, Yak Fisher, Don, so they're all in there. And one question has already jumped up and said, "Where's the next one?" Well. Where is the next one? That's a good question. Woody and I have been talking about that. That will uh, that will be announced here in probably the next week or two. Until then, I really can't tell you. Um, there's a couple locations that we're looking at, but until it gets announced, some things have to get straightened out before you actually make the announcement. But it will definitely be south. Um it may not be in Florida, and it may, but it'll definitely be in the southern United States. That, All right. That's, that's as much info as I can get. Generally nine-state region there. Yeah. So. Yeah. And before we get too into this, I want to give Casey a Casey some props. I mean, Casey competed last year. He was uh, seventh or eighth, I think, last year. And, you know, in talking to him, just, you know, getting fit, getting in shape, and everything he dealt with with the night before, I mean, there's there's something for just wanting to win it. And with him getting in shape, losing all the weight, 
dealing with the night before. He wanted it, and I'm just super psyched that those guys came away from the championship. If if anybody read Casey's blog, I mean, it holy was, shit, holy shit is right. I mean, they did, <laughs> they earned it. So big big props to Finn Crazy Number Two. They uh, hey. it was definitely hey. impressive, definitely impressive, hey. and props to them. You know, I, similar stories. Michael Etheridge on the second place team. I mean, he, I, I, you know, to do the flying he did, and to honestly, the, the to make the decision to volunteer the night before to go help out, and he still finished. I mean, I, I got to tell you, the the back stories, the behind the scene things. John and I were looking at each other, just going. Oh my God! Can you believe that? Can you believe that? I mean, stuff was unfolding. I mean, when it's face to face with you, and you kind of laugh about it. Oh, you're in the woods all night. I was sitting there going, I mean, honestly, I'd have been terrified. Dude, I'd have been terrified too. And just reading his blog about when they're trumping through the, I mean, everybody saw an alligator or a crocodile who was down there. You couldn't miss them, and they're like bushwhacking through you know, knee-deep water to get their boats out of there. And just, I'm just visualizing the words that were coming, you know, in Casey's blog post, and I'm just, like, putting myself in that situation. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just glad I wasn't there. And then, I mean, if you saw it, and then they get all the way back, they deal with everything getting there, and then he gets hit by the shark. And, I mean, you got to read that. It's pretty epic. Yes, definitely. Louisiana boys don't fool around. <laughs> but you know what though? I everybody's a winner. I you know D, the smallest competitor, pushed her boat over twenty miles paddling. Yeah. I mean yeah. I if you didn't catch a fish and I know there are a lot of people going, There's too much paddling, not enough fishing Well that's kind of the part of the, it's kind of it's kind of the biathlon of kayak fishing. Like you, if you're a biathlon skier, what's it about? Is it about the? Is it about going across country as hard as you can and stopping? Is it about the shooting? What what is it about? No, it's the event. The event is I am going to paddle very hard. I'm going to gain control. I will not freak out mentally, and I'm going to catch a fish, and I'm going to move on. And, you know, in a case like that, it, it's, it's, there's going to be more paddling than, 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 than fishing. But, you know, like, I, I tell you another two guys that, that um, people don't know what they really tried to do, not exactly pulled it off, but I saw the Cabra boys up at Coop. They got up there pretty damn fast. There was a second one to turn in a fish up there, and they headed out. Well, John and I got in the car, drove down, and they happened to be, uh, we saw the guys, I think they ended up coming in third. They portaged around, and then we saw the Cowboy Boys, and they portaged around. And DJ, he kind of hurt his back on the portage, so he was kind of limping. Well, they go out in the channel and turn right, and John and I look at them, and we're like, all right, cool. They're, they got the double. They're going to go out for a single, going down. And then they're out of sight. They turn right. The next thing we see, they turn around, and they just said, you know what? We're going double-double, or we're, we're going double-double and end up at the end. 
when I saw those guys hang that left, I was like, whoa, okay, go for it, boys. So everybody, yeah. and the guys that came that went to Snakebite and looked at the map and was like, you know, I think if you drag our boats four miles down this trail, we'll cut off a lot of time and we'll get a double-double. <laughs> that choice, that's, that's the drama, that's the backdrop that a lot of people don't see. It's, it's up to you to figure out how to get to them. And I thought that was one of the boldest. If those guys had had wheels, John and I looked at the mileage and stuff, had they had really good wheels, that would have probably been a good short thing. That's probably a good decision. They probably would, you never yeah. Know. On a, on a little side note, did you guys did, was there did you anyone see that on the uh, fishing instructions that fishing at Coupon was uh, prohibited? Silence. Uh, Coupon, <laughs> yes, but not outside it. Right. Yeah. It's that I, little. It's just that little if bit. You, of if you go to Coupon, I, I mean, you guys can tell me, but I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's it was super shallow and just full of, full of nastiness. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just that little entrance area there, but um, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, some of the remarks so far, uh, the 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 biathlon thing, I you know, I, the clone and I were talking about that because when we were trying to create our own little strategy. And that's really, you know, that's that's what it's about. You know, you have to have the endurance to get the distance. And I think a lot of people that participated last year, where we have like 32, 33 teams last year, everybody walked away from that going, I'm getting me some pedals, <laughs> you know. And, and we had pedals, but we wound up paddling a lot too. I think we paddled probably a third of the way just because when it when the tide dropped out, you were in that grass, and you had to paddle. But uh, well, you know, I, I, I'd like to say something about that because, yeah. and you're right. You know, I, I I saw a thread sometime. I think Rusty Driver is like, you know, there's a realization that kayaking in general. Uh, well, we learned this in the whitewater world. That different designs do different things. There is no you don't take a play boat down a super hard class five run. You take a boat with a lot of volume. So there's all these different shades of whitewater. Same things said with, with kayak and kayak fishing. You know, I, I think some of the best choices, I mean, it sounds crazy, but that open canoe was a pretty damn good choice this time. Yeah. With the tandem. I, I think, oh, I think yeah. the ultimates did well, the open, the lighter boats that were just paddled. I mean, each team, I mean, a Hobie and a Jackson won. The next second was a, a Slayer Propel and an ultimate. Both those teams had people paddling the whole way. Both those teams had people with pedals. So You know, and Woody, when we talked about doing this tournament way back when, you know, you were like, I don't want to craft the tournament to my boat. I want to see what works so I can design better stuff. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, like, it's, it's uh, unless you push it like that, I mean, and props to you, Woody, I mean, unless you push it like that, how are you going to know what the next innovation is? So, I mean, I think, right. I think it was cool to see the way the boats worked and the way everybody handled it and, 
and just what excelled. And, you know, the pedal versus paddle thing, which was, you know, the little video to, to stir up some talk and whatever, was, uh, you know, kind of, kind of it comes back to the angler and the paddler. Is yeah. you know it's you know I mean it's just it's just interesting to see uh, you know when it really comes down to it when you really have to get somewhere when you really have to catch a fish what is going to stand out and you know I mean the and angler was, the angler me and angler and the paddler is pretty paramount and that was that was the second part of the biathlon the accuracy when you got to the checkpoint of being able to I mean we lucked out. The clone threw through a bait buster, and within the first 15 minutes, he had a nice 24-inch trout at the first checkpoint, right out the right off the start. So we we quickly go down to checkpoint red, and I'm like, we we've, we've got to get on a fish. It took us two hours and 15 minutes to catch an 18-inch trout. Then, so our accuracy was out to lunch there. But that was it. You got to have endurance, and you got to have accuracy. And guess what? Rusty Driver is here, and it looks like he just pushed the button. Rusty, you got a question for the boys? No, I just want to say hey to everybody, and by far that was another just fun, fun tournament. Um, it didn't work out the way Jason, Austin, and I thought it was going to. We had high hopes after coming in last um, last year, but all in all, it was a great tournament. And um, what Woody was saying earlier about there's no single kayak going to do everything, I compared it earlier to golf clubs. You're not going to play a full 18 holes with a putting wedge or a, a driver, you know. But um, it, the pedal versus paddle thing, I, I think it was pretty much dead even from what I saw. And I got to say, I was pretty impressed with the um, the couple that flew in and paddled that canoe because they smoked a bunch of people going to Checkpoint Blue. Good. <laughs> Yeah, and she was she was a really good paddler. She's a super competent paddler, and he, you know, those guys coming down from Canada and whatnot, making it a true international event, <laughs> and they caught two fish. You know, they hey, weren't hey, hey, don't hey, don't judge those guys lightly. I did some research on them. She's a <laughs> PhD and is a professor at a university. He's a stay-at-home mom. But he also enters a lot of tournaments. He hasn't won one yet, but he's second and third in a lot of tournaments. It's, it's not like a guy didn't know how to fish. So, okay. they were, again, you know, look at that craft. I, I told John, I told John before the event, I was like, to be honest with you, in my opinion, the best boat to be in right now is that tandem ultimate over there. Didn't I, John? You did. Yeah, I was like, I'll be honest with you, on this tournament, that tandem ultimate is, it would be a good choice. And I'll be damned, I didn't even know there was a canoe in the thing at that point. And they show up, and at first you kind of poop on them, and then you see them, you see them stroke. And I'm telling you, like, I think she's a whitewater instructor, so, you know, canoeing's big up there. So I, and I thought it was wild that, you know, that was the, that was the choice they had, and they ran with it, man. It was not a bad choice of a boat in that That's situation. They killed it. Yep. Yep. You know, we had some, some glitches, you know. There's no doubt that the, 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 the measuring boards kind of changed the whole, changed the face of it a little bit, a little hour with the tides, and, you know, it changed, dropping a checkpoint. Um, it 
definitely changed. I still think it was an awesome event. The, the food, we ran out. You know, dude, let me let me tell you about the food. I, got, I just want to tell everybody what happened with the food. I'm with John all day. He calls the he called the caterer all week, and then Saturday he called the caterer three times. Is everything ready to roll? All well, he kept getting was, "Yeah, no problem, no problem." Let me Four back. o'clock comes. Hang we on. get a call from him, and the guy goes, "Hey, your food's ready, but I ain't bringing it." Fuck! Are you kidding me? So Danny Mondo Warner, hey, he made that trip twice. He went up there, got the food, he gets it back, and I'm like, so I'm setting up the table. I'm like, so where are the serving utensils? Uh, there are none. I'm like, looks like we use a Dixie cup, boys. next year with the Orion Cookers. Oh, dude, yeah. T- well, you know, and then Cousin Jeff, Cousin, if we, I, I think we could have a, well, we got some cookers in this group. There's no doubt about it. I saw, T- I I saw TK and Sebo eating frogs tonight. Yeah, yeah, they were. I can tell you what, those Orion Cookers, um, they're no joke, man. You got missed out by not coming to that party Friday. I tell you what, the the crew started suddenly walking into our camp. It looked like something, some kind of zombie apocalypse. Everybody coming <laughs> over and grabbing ribs and eating ribs. It was a good time for sure, man. Those are those are that. Let me back up about the Finn Crazy crew. I, I got on here late, but those are that's one of the most solid group of people um, I have ever had the opportunity to meet. I mean, they took me in under their arm last year in Chukalusky. And I've flown out there to see them. They've come down to Sarasota to tarpon fish and stuff. And they're just good, solid people. And real quick with Michael Etheridge and Shallow Fly Walk, they weren't even supposed to fish together. Um, to back it all up, Shallow Fly Walk was supposed to get together with Elliot. And Elliot called me, and I was, I was fishing with Walt one day back here in Sarasota. And I said, well, your your teammate dumped on you. I said, I got your boy right here. He'll come. And he did. But fortunately, um, unfortunately, I should say, Elliot just couldn't make due to that debacle the night before and ended up fishing with um, our our boy Michael Etheridge. And, man, they had, you got to give him just mad props for doing as well as they did, never fishing before. And Michael had never fished that Slayer Propel before and them doing well. I was I was really proud of them boys. Canaveral Spotted Monsters. Dude, they rocked it, man. 
I'd say they rocked it too, man. You know, cool. They did, without a doubt, they did. But for those guys never to fish together and Michael being in a brand-new boat and coming second, I told him I told him in a conversation earlier it was just meant to be when when you guys decided you were going to fish, man. It was, it was already written on the wall. We just didn't know it. Yeah. Well, hey, again, is Casey on the phone or is he just on the chat line? He's in the chat room. You oh, want him to call? Well, we, hey, I, Casey, I can tell him to. Yeah, he's in the chat room. Casey, you're the man, dude. If you can call in, you should, because you deserve some recognition. Everybody, everybody in the whole tournament, man. I, you know, Randy English and, and and Wade Hollowell, D and Brian. I mean, I I can't. Dude, cousin Jeff, cousin Rob got the three checkpoints. They didn't catch fish at all of them, but. I mean, I, dude, that was a, that's a feat. Everybody should be proud. Ken Taylor and Gator Dave, had they had that extra hour, I mean, they kind of maybe took the wrong path back, but they went to three and caught three fish. If they'd had that hour back, they might have placed. It, I, there was great effort by everyone. And you can leave something like this and either like it or not like it, and you know, we're just trying to put on something that nobody else in the world's doing. And I give John all the credit. He and hey, and the behind the scenes, what you guys don't know, his wife Chelsea keeping their little baby. She is online. He's emailing video to her update. She's putting the logos on, putting them up. I mean, John, what are some? What are some of the? It'd be interesting. What are some of the stats from? Just on Saturday. Um, you know, I don't know. I think we're, you know, I think, uh, you know, we're thirty, forty thousand impressions just for the just for the Friday and Saturday down there. But you know, the thing is, is like, there, you know, and and I'll put this squarely on my shoulders. Is that if there would have been that one hour back, and what a lot of people don't understand is. When I looked at the tides, designed the course, I knew there was going to be that early morning period where the water was deep. And anybody who was out there fishing in the tournament realized how much quicker they could make ground between when the water was deep and when it wasn't. And when we lost that hour, when you look at all the teams that caught two fish that 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 came in at 5.33 or 5.30 or like a bunch of the teams that were right there on the cusp of getting the third fish, real kayak fishing, you, you add that hour and I understand that it was deflating to a lot of the participants because they didn't get their quota and obviously that's de- deflating, but I'll, I'll put it on myself. If you get that hour back, you add another dozen, 15 teams that finish with three fish and yeah, you know, it happens. Yeah. So I think that the course was laid out last year was more of a course where if you put your head down and hammered and got five fish, you had a good chance of winning. This year it was laid out, pick your three, and if you catch your fish, it's going to happen. And it's just, it's a different style, it's a different year, and, you know, year over year, the fishing was a little, it was crazy how much slower the fishing got on actual tournament day versus some of the earlier days, and, you know, it comes down to year over year, it's going to be a different tournament, and this one will be remembered as what it is, and the first one will, and 
the eighth one will. So, you know, for me, I, I get to see the evolution of it, and I'm excited all around because I think a team that hammered, really put in the time and effort won, and there was a lot of people that were catching a lot of fish. So, you know. Yep. Let me uh, let me jump in here real quick, guys, and uh, bring online the uh, half of the winning team, Casey Burning. Steve Gibson was the other half, but uh, Casey, welcome aboard. Welcome to Kayak Fishing Radio. Thanks, guys. Glad to be here. Yeah, uh, Chief. <laughs> What's, uh, What's that? What's up, Chief? I mean, champ. Yeah, we're, we're, those scabs are healing nicely. <laughs> um, you know, I'll tell you, there were some interesting things, obviously, that took place. And, and when I start to think about it and try and explain everything that happened, my, I really get jumbled. That's why it's easy for me to put it down on paper and kind of keep a straight thought. But, you know, when, riding back with Elliot on our 16-and-a-half-hour drive back north, um, you know, a lot of things got put into perspective for me. And there were so many things that guided both Steve and I in the right directions, it wasn't even funny from, you know, that, that the buzzards passing to the drive down there to getting lost in the middle of the night. In um, turning out, getting lost ended up being a blessing in disguise because on our way back as that water was at low tide, we were able to identify where all those grass flats were and where all those channels were. Um, and being pre-fishing for two days prior, we didn't know where any of those channels were. We didn't, have, we didn't fish any of the open water. We fished snake bite. We fished the back country. Obviously, we fished at East Cape, but we didn't, we didn't stay anywhere close. Um, so that, that paddle back, those last two and a half to three hours of that paddle really gave me personally a good idea where everything laid. Um, and, you know, down here we, we do all we can to fish ledges, and there's no reason that's going to be any different over there. So, you know, that first checkpoint, it, it was real quick to look at Steve and say, look, we've got to run out about – 500 yards before we hit this channel and you know it didn't take us 15 minutes to land that fish and then we lucked up on the snook and then rolling back we got to that third checkpoint and he's like well, where do we start here and all i knew was that channel was way out there and we just hit it we paddled and paddled and paddled uh, and we were able to you know we were able to come to that final drop off of that ledge and uh you know it didn't take didn't take we had about five minutes left where we had to roll back or we weren't going to make checking time and steve rolled in that 21 inch trout and it was just you know it, it was amazing but um, looking back at it, just the, the things that we went through and, uh, you, you know, all the obstacles that we battled, uh, keeping that positive light on it and, and identifying everything that we, we were going through and, and paying attention to the detail really, to me personally, is what made all the difference in Steve and I's outcome. So it was, it was really it, – it's dramatic, but it's, it's, it's awesome. Hey, Casey. Yeah. I can tell you this. Three hours into that tournament, sitting next to Jason Austin, and he said, "You watch." He goes, "Casey and Steve are going to win this tournament." I looked at him, and he kind of joked about you having a golden horse fishing shoe up your butt. But he said, "You watch." He goes, "After all they went through, he's going to win this tournament," and he nailed it on the head, man. He um, he did, no doubt about it. Congratulations, That's awesome. brother. You know, without without Jason being there that morning with uh, overpacking with food, uh, I'm not sure I would have made it through the day. He came up immediately, offered me a peanut butter and sandwich. Um, <laughs> the guys the guys from Alabama ran all the way back to their tent to get me a pack of crackers. Uh, I mean, it, it was just one of those things where I could you know I could barely keep my eyes open at, at the start. And and I'll tell you, the adrenaline was rolling and blowing. When we got on land, I got the sandwich. I was like, man, I'm going to do this. This is going to be awesome. 
And then we had the measuring board tobacco. Well, you talk about go from an extreme high to an hour of suffering. Uh, it, it, it was tough. And when y'all said you weren't going to extend it another hour, I, I was probably the only person out there that was relieved by that. I was like, thank God we're not staying out here all day. So, Man, so thanks, hey, thanks for that. We'll let that other checkpoint in. You guys have no idea how far out that one was, buddy. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, and, and I'm not sure if, if, if many people know it, and I, there wasn't, I haven't got to that part of the blog yet, but we misread that map wrong. You guys put a little <laughs> sneaky move on us two years in a row. Last year you put the latitude and longitudinal lines crooked, which, you know, we look at maps as north is always up because that's all we know down here. And uh, we took a wrong turn and got lost last year for a half a mile and a two-and-a-half-hour paddle, two paddle back against that current. This year, you guys cut the map off and put a red dot right where the, the, the prelim map red dot was for East Cape. So when I looked at that and I saw the word East, and I think it said East Camp or something, but when I saw East, I looked at Steve and I'm like, we're not going back there, dude. I spent all night there. There's no way. Uh, so we hit purple, then we rolled over to blue, and then we went and pulled our yaks out, relaunched, going toward yellow, and Mike McDonald was pulling up, and he was cussing up a storm, and he's like, what are y'all doing? I'm like, man, we're, we're going to yellow. You know, this is what we got. We're pretty sure we can do this. And he gave me this look that nobody's ever looked at me like that. And I was thinking, that is the craziest look anybody's ever gave me. Steve and I got about five miles down, five minutes down the canal, and I looked at him, and I said, man, we need to reevaluate something. He looked at us for a reason. And that, again, was one of those things that just kind of guided us back. We looked at it, we looked close, and we realized, crud, that says East Camp. It didn't say East Cape. That's only three-mile paddle. So at that point, we had to turn around, pull our boats back up, walk back, around the corner to the next launch. And you guys all saw how I was walking at the end of the night. It wasn't nice. Uh, relaunch back in, paddle that three miles, and then go through that. So it was, oh, I had you know, no idea that even happened. <laughs> oh, it was crazy. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely insane. We just, you know, that, and that's what I was trying to tell you when I was checking in as much as I couldn't breathe was you guys did it to us again with the maps. You just totally blew us away and, and, and laid it out there. I mean, it was in black and white and easy to read. It was just the way you cut it. It, we'd misread it completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, hey, dude, talking about you walking, I, honestly, when I first saw you walking, I thought you was just the, the bow-leggedest guy I ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, know, John wouldn't have nothing on you. Yeah, if, if you weren't at the, uh, if you weren't at our barbecue or the barbecue uh, Friday night, you missed it. But I showed up with with my nice sixty-five dollar performance shirt <laughs> with the sleeves cut off. Um, after all day paddling through all that muck and battling that, walking back about five miles into that seven-mile hike, I, we had to stop and cut my sleeves off. And when I showed up to the camp, I had one sleeve hanging at the top of my shorts in the front and the other one hanging at the back of my shorts in the back. To do, I was doing anything I could to keep stop that chafe, and it was killing. Uh, you look miserable, bro. You look miserable. <laughs> uh, well, what, else, what, what other questions we got about the tournament? Hang on a second. Let me ask. Let me ask a question to Chip. What is? What, you know, Bradley's kind of our youngest competitor. What's he think? He's uh he he had a great time, and I'll tell you, it's uh he it was funny because when we were driving in, you know that he uh, he's just started driving. He's 15, and he was 14 last year for the tournament. He just turned that in January, but uh. You know, he's like, man, this is boring down here. We turned right for 20 minutes, then we turned left for 20 minutes. Now we're going straight for 20 minutes. So 
he was already off to a good start, but he got stoked. I mean, it was it was like a blessing that he caught that first trout right after we launched. I mean, because that stoked him up, and then he was like, man, we got a chance. So then we were paddling. It, now, we did kind of goof off on the way down because the water was still a little bit high up underneath those mangroves, and that just happened to be Bradley Key there if nobody saw the map. But uh, So we threw up under the mangroves a little bit and tried to get a snook or two, but they weren't they weren't hanging on real tight but so then we headed on down to red but on the way back he got real mad at me because he's like dude there's no way we're going to make it up to blue in time and i'm like well let's see how fast we can go you know cuz we 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 were having to to paddle the the slayers then and uh he's like we're never going to make it and i'm like just just put your head down and paddle right now man and so he's back behind me i hear him cussing at me and uh <laughs> And finally, he just like he just kind of started melting down, you know. And he's like, I can I can hear him back there going, oh. And I'm I turn around. And I said, the water from the paddle is splashing in my face. And I'm like, really, dude? Just paddle, man. <laughs> when we made it back, you know, we we only made two checkpoints last year, and we only caught fish at one. And he caught all the fish last year too, but. Because uh, I was in the back of that canoe keeping us straight and that current, but um, but when we got back up to uh, to the purple checkpoint, we looked at it and we had averaged about four miles an hour paddling, and we knew that going up to blue was probably around seven miles, so we weren't going to make it up there and back in time. Hats off to you guys that did three checkpoints and pulled your boats out of the water and everything. I wasn't going to be able to do it with a 15-year-old in tow. Hell, this 53-year-old guy probably wasn't going to be able to make it. But <laughs> it, it, it was a lot of fun. And like I said, it was definitely a strategic-type game. I mean, I did want to well, ask Well, I tried to I, – I tried to – I knew it wasn't a five-checkpoint event this year. And when I talked about the chess match, I was hoping that Pete, it would resonate to make your decisions wisely, what you really think you can do. And – a lot of and you know it was just it was it was interesting to see the different formats the the, the layouts of the course and the way everybody kind of you know developed their strategy around it and you know in future it's just going to make the courses that much more interesting so right and and I did want to ask you John what kind of were there were there some kind of limitations that the park put on you in the designing of the course? I mean, what went into that? Because I think some people didn't realize, like, you guys have to pull a permit with the Everglades National Park, right? So can you kind of go into that a little bit and talk about the, the restrictions that were placed on you by the park and, and, the, and the, where you could put people for, uh, for managing the checkpoints and all? Yeah, well, there, there are some options and some, and some things that you can do. The outer keys were all closed, and I don't, you know, anybody who looked at park regu- regulations and rules would have known that there was not a chance to drop someone off at a key. Um, it wasn't an option this year due to due to park closures. Doesn't doesn't happen every year. Um, it did happen this year. The backcountry was wide open, and really, when I went down there in October. Um, you know, I was down there for three days. I met with all of the park superintendents and, and, and told them about all of our options. And, you know, if, if I think if 
You got uh, how do you say this? Um, the relationships that we built with everybody down there would have allowed for much more flexibility than when I went down there on my scouting trip. You know, they were a bit, a bit um, has, you know, they don't allow many events. They just denied um, um, an event the week before that we came down there um, that was going to happen. So, but by the time we left, hanging out with Tony Terry, who was the main guy, and everybody there, um, I think we could have had much more flexibility. Having said that, the year before, I didn't want to make it a five-checkpoint. You know, the year before, it was the people who could paddle the miles and get to all five checkpoints were going to win. This year, I was like, all right, I want people to pick their three, and if they can slay a fish, they're going to win. It's just a different style, and... You know, you got to deal with what you can deal with with the park and where they're going to let you be and how they're going to let you set up. And you know, the course was the course was meant to be a three to four checkpoint um, course this year, and there were some interesting there were some interesting ways that chess game played out. So, you're, you know, definitely there. You know, the park service is concerned when you talk to them about this kind of thing, but then when it, once it happens, they're like, "Wow, there's really no reason for concern." But I can't change that until they see it, if that makes any sense. And it's crazy how we had the event in 2013 in Everglades National Park. I worked with the same exact people to get the permit, but the people who oversaw the areas were completely different. And there was virtually no communication between the people over in Chukaluski Zone versus the people over in Flamingo Zone. So. That's all behind-the-scenes stuff that nobody who's fishing the tournament needs to worry about. That's what i got to worry about. But there was definitely some of that, Chip. I, I just wanted you know to give folks the opportunity to hear that because having put on some events and do some things, you know, kayak fishing radio, yak angle, our, our boondoggle thing, you know, a lot of people don't see that background stuff that you, that you have to contend with. And I just thought it was important that, that folks know that kind of thing, you know. And, and I know because – Working with the federal government is always challenging, um, and like you say, the communication between you, – you would think that those guys knew each other, but they don't talk a lot. So Well, it's crazy. Uh, Even within the park, you know, and Woody can back me up on this, where we, we have a com- – you know, I went down in the October trip, and then we met up and talked to the guys then, and then the next morning we're down there in the same place, and one of the guys who actually works down there – still didn't have any idea or communication that we were supposed to be there. So you just got to deal with those things. You know, yeah. yeah, like here's the situation. We're set up, we're going to use the amphitheater, right? We're all set up, and the ranger come by, comes by and goes, hey, you, you know, you can't use the amphitheater. And I'm like, well, why not? He's like, well, there's, they're having a program there. I'm like, you know, you want to be nice to him. You're like, all right, well, can we use the parking lot? And he's like, you're not supposed to use the parking lot, but, yeah, you can use the parking lot. And I just happened to ask. I thought it was some, like, you know, new, something new, some special program there. And I'm like, so what kind of program are they having at the amphitheater? And he's like, Oh, it's a stargazing pro, uh, program. They do it every night. And you know, me, country boy Woody, goes, the fuck you didn't, know, you, you didn't know yesterday that they do this every night? Every night means every night. 
You know, so you just go, you just, you just go. All right, this, this work, whatever, whatever, whatever you say, sir, uh, and we'll, 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 we'll make it happen. And and honestly, again, it's like uh, John said, but there were some really good relationships uh, made. I think they, un- particularly uh, Officer Terry, understands what this tournament was about. And uh, and honestly, what the kayaking, you know, he, he told me, he was like, man, when you guys first came down here, I, I, honestly, I didn't know what to expect, but I, I'm going to be honest and tell you, I have done some motorboat tournaments down here, and it's just full of a bunch of egotistical guys that I have a hard time getting along with. But this crowd, you guys, Everything's staying clean. You're nice. You move if you need to move. I like what you guys are doing. So that was awesome. So we're we're pretty good representatives for our sport. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. They definitely they definitely were a big fan of the kayak fishermen. Everybody who was down there, you know, like we represented well as a group to the national park for whatever that's worth. We've we've seen yep. the same thing too from the boondoggle side of the house. That you know wherever we go, they always think, man, it's going to be a bunch of crazy folks in here. And you know when you hear boondoggle hollered at about two, three in the morning, that's okay. But uh, but for the most part, everybody's friendly. Everybody backs everybody up. Like Casey was saying, folks were running back to their tents and getting him hooked up with some chow and stuff so he could pack it out. And, uh, you know, that's just – that's the way I find all – most kayak anglers to be. You know, 99.9% of them are all good. And uh, Chris Lozier just said most of us are too old to be crazy. So um, – <laughs> and Peppy's in the chat room, and he said his view, most of us are fishermen first and paddler slash peddler second. Definitely need more fishing time and less traveling. What do you all think about that? Well, I can tell you for future courses that there will be, the, without a doubt, the option if you're not catching one checkpoint to move to another checkpoint. There won't be the, you know, the, the importance of getting the three. If you don't get the three, you're done. But it's never going to be easy. So just, that's, that's kind of how, how it is. There will be more accessible checkpoints, and there will be more fishing, um, but it's never going to be easy. Yeah. You know, one, one, one thing about this whole deal is that, you know, the people that fished it last year, and if you look at the layout of it and all the warnings that we get over Facebook and, and, and over, over the year, it's clear that it's going to be a challenge. Um, and, you know, I was fortunate enough to fish the first one, um, and, and I didn't prepare myself physically for that, and it took a while to recover. Um, you know, and, and, and I took it to extremes this year, losing between 30 and 40 pounds in, in less than two months. But I knew what I was getting into, and I knew I knew there was going to be more travel than there was going to be fishing, and, and that was an expectation. And I think I think a lot of people need to need to turn around their view that this isn't just a fishing tournament. This is a fishing adventure. Um, you know, and, and and the physicality of it is going to play a major part in it. And if you can't you can't roll through that, then uh, you know it's going to be tough. Yeah, I personally, Agreed. I like I like uh, that part. You know, that. one of the things that I worked on today was um, infrastructure, and one and I one of the 
one of the choices that we have for um, this year that I that we're working to eliminate is um, we, you know, resources like motorboats to put people at checkpoints. Um, Travis came through with the boat late and was like, hey, I'll bring my boat down. That was awesome. He was able to take one of the camera guys because we're wanting to know who's in the lead. And, and if, if you're in the lead, we want to get you on film. Um, and then the cabler guys let me use their boats, which, you know, I, I was felt pretty uncomfortable. Today um, I spoke with Jimbo Matter, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that we're going to be able to get Dragonfly Flats boats um, at, at most of the tournaments in the future, that would allow us, like at this one, you know, be honest, you know, two of the checkpoints were walkable. We had guys walk in or, or we could drive to. So, you know, trying to eliminate or, or at least prepare, come more prepared for, for us to be able to bunch checkpoints maybe up a little closer, and, but just the ability to get to the checkpoint from the water, that was a little sketch. I mean, I, I appreciate DJ uh, Cabo letting me use his boat, but I was personally pretty uncomfortable using someone else's boat. So, um, you know, I, I, I never went wide open through flats that looked like it was five inches deep to me. I'm telling you right now, that was uncomfortable for me, and I, I you know, I'm working to eliminate, to make sure that we can design a course and get the people out there in a timely manner with a motorboat. So infrastructure, I'm still working on a little bit, and I, that led a little bit to the, the checkpoint placements, I think. What about uh, the for this next year now? There was talk uh, previously after last year's competition that uh, that this after this year you were going to have qualifiers. What's the word on that? Well, we're going to do a series of regionals, and um, you know, it's not, there's going to be guaranteed spots for placers in the regionals, but it's not going to be a true qualifier. So, you just be, you don't have to necessarily fish a regional tournament to get in, but if you do well, you're guaranteed a spot. Does that make sense? Sure. So, you know, it's a, uh, you know, we want to make sure, you know, a lot of people have, uh, you know, everybody's got a job, they got things they got to do and whatnot, and and I have a the grandfathered anglers program like you, Chip, you know, D, Casey, the people who have been there from the start, as long as they keep coming back, they're always going to be guaranteed a spot. But, you know, the ability to go out and find your way and go fishing and use a kayak the way uh, you can't necessarily use any other kind of boat um, to go fishing, you know, we're we're going to try and bring that to more places. Cool. It's by and far yeah. the best tournament that I think anybody could fish. I mean, there's a ton of tournaments out there, but there's nothing like your tournament. And, hats, you know, hats off to you. It's, it's definitely the funnest one to fish. Thank you. Well, we're, you know... It, as sitting here with the whole pile of paper and everything in front of me, it's just going to get better. You know, every year you learn something. It's just like Woody designing boats or whatever. You know, every year you got to get better. you got to make things a little more smooth. Um, you know, I think this year we learned a few things about course design and setups that, hey, I experimented with. You know, I'll be perfectly honest. I was like, you know, 
throw it out there. It's a free checkpoint race. Catch your fish or you don't do it. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I think that everything will just get better year over year. Uh, we will, again, I'll, bet, I'll bet you one thing. I'll bet you a hundred bucks. Anybody a hundred bucks? We'll leave the measuring sticks at the motel again. <laughs> hey John, yeah, I got a question. There, I got a there's question no we in before. that one, Woody. That was me. <laughs> hey, hey John. Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna let Casey fly the helicopter? Casey gets to fly the helicopter. If he crashes, he's gonna <laughs> All right. fly. All right. Fly. There you go, Casey. I'm ready for that one. Very nice. <laughs> well, all you right. know, I I just about got all the info from everybody who caught fish. You know, when you look at time ins and, and, and fish that were caught, you had, you know, you had the RCG guys catch 74 inches of fish. You had real kayak fishing catch 66 inches of fish. You had... Boudin Clan, catch 62 inches of fish. You had Gator Dave. You had Kayak Fishing Radio. You had a lot of people catching two fish. And, you know, it was just, you know, a lot of these people are finishing at 502, 530, 533, 521. You look at that one hour of event director not leaving the fishing sticks, and you got a totally different tournament. So outside of that, there's not going to be a lot change in the future. <laughs> and I think one of the things that I heard a lot after the event and in some of the conversations before is this This really takes it one step past a tournament. You know, we use that word because that's the word we're all familiar with for going out and catching fish in competition. But if you're focused on the catching fish tournament part of this, um, you know, the biathlon comparison can't be overstated. It, it really is more than the fishing part. It's it's the whole thing built in, and that's as you say, that's something nobody else is doing. So that that part of it is uh, is good that it doesn't change. Well, we're gonna we're gonna stick with that route. You know, it's definitely going to be an adventure. There's going to be problem solving. There's going to be logistical issues. There's going to be there's going to be that adventure element no matter what. And you know, y- y- it's never ever in, ever going to be. You know, the best it's going to be paddling to fishing is 50-50%. So, you know, anybody who ever to get out there and get a piece, you got, you know, take Casey's advice, get in shape, lose some weight, be ready to hammer. I think yeah, it's I important. Mean, Go ahead, Woody. Well, I was just saying, you know, Ken Taylor, same thing. Lost 30 pounds training for this thing. Yeah, amazing. Was great. You know, it's amazing. My hat's off to you, Casey, brother. I'm telling you. Thank you, man. You know, every year, every year, we're all wondering what you know. What's it going to take to get in shape? And this is, you know, this is my deal right here. And this is going to stick with me every year. You can count on me starting a program to get in better shape, specifically for this. So this is just my rationale behind it. So thank you, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading some comments here. He's pretty funny. I'll be skin and bones if I lost my weight. <laughs> I don't know, Chris thinks you said uh, everybody's you know, fat. <laughs> this is going to be the thing, is I'm going to engineer the tournaments, the courses, in the future to the people who 
some people want to just come out and have a good time, experience the area, because we're always going to have these in world-class fishing destinations, and they want to come down and experience it. And then there's going to be the element of the people who want to win. So, you know, my job as the tournament director is to make sure that we accompany or that we accommodate both of those groups. So this year it was definitely more geared towards the people who to win. And it, there was kind of, you know, you know, I'm just going to do a better job to blend it. So if you really want to kind of my what I've learned is don't forget the measuring sticks and you know, make sure there's some more accommodating factors for people who aren't here just to win the tournament. So, but don't think it's ever going to get easier. So. And things I learned are you can dip beans with a Dixie cup, and PBR <laughs> is not as good when it's hot. <laughs> I'm writing all I, this down. Hey, I saw everybody out there, the guys portaging, the guys making decisions. Some people carry their boat from Snakebite all the way to the Yellow Checkpoint to Coop Bay and just all kinds of crazy, awesome things. And You know, if you don't present the challenge, nobody's going to give it a go. So I'm I'm super stoked. And you guys, you guys got a lot of good video and stuff, so we're going to see a pretty awesome video come out of this, right? Yeah, you're going to see a pretty awesome video. We've we have we were working on it today and we'll, it'll probably take us another couple three weeks to get everything done. I know that I have some really good uh video of the of the uh new uh FX Ultimate, so I got to get get some things done, but let me just tell you seeing some of the boys drag their kayaks over and start that portage from snake bite and some of the other things. It's I mean, it's awesome. Kayak fishermen are badass. That's true. <laughs> I, 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 hey, this is kayak fisher women that are badass. I, I got to fish- tell you, particular, I don't know about the girl in the canoe, but I know that D pushes Brian, and I will tell you, Jean, I, I don't think I want to be her partner. She is a fierce competitor, man. <laughs> Hey, Woody, I think she was gonna was, she was gonna hit him with a paddle if he wasn't gonna move any. If faster. he didn't get out of that boat a little faster, <laughs> he was in trouble. <laughs> I, I I had the opportunity to fish with D Kaminsky last year and thinking we're just gonna go on a casual fun fishing day and I had my son with me. We probably paddled about ten miles. <laughs> I was wore out by the end of that one. I have you know, no idea where all that comes from because she's a tiny girl, but she can motor <laughs> and she can fish. You know, I, I'm in Jean's same way. I, I got to tell you, the the ladies that showed up knew what they're doing. They pushed it hard, and again, fierce competitors. Uh, I I feel like it. You know, you, 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 you. I guess it's the guy in me. First, you see this tiny little girl like. Lady, I'm sorry, like like D, but dude, tough as nails, dude. Amazing. Are there any more questions or anything that anyone would like like to ask? I don't Jeff? see anything. We're gonna go around the room. Anybody got anything else in the chat room? I know that uh, on a side note, they're waiting for anybody to type in, but. Uh, when the when we checked in with you, John, and you said, "Well, if you caught fish, you might as well give me your card," you know, and the clone then, you know, it kind of perked him up, you know. Hey, man, we we could 
we could have a chance here. And uh, but then he 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 looked around and he's like, D and Gene are still out. He said, "There's no way we're going to beat them." <laughs> he, he was like, he knew he knew that they were still out, and he thought. And then he looked over and he saw he saw D and Brian coming around the corner from Red, and he's like, "They're gonna they, they're gonna get a token. They're gonna go out there and catch that a thirty inch trout." <laughs> he's like, he knew. <laughs> He knew them ladies were out there, and he was afraid of them. <laughs> but I don't see. Yeah, he's 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 learning quick. So um, I don't see anything else. And man, I want to tell you guys, uh, Rusty, you got anything else for the boys? For Woody no, and John? Real, real quick, I just think it was it was a great tournament, and like you said, there's always room for improvement. But man, it's a good one right now, and you just keep you guys keep keep it up. And it's only going to get better. Thanks, awesome. man. Yep. Appreciate it, Rusty. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, have no, same same sentiment as Rusty. I mean, it, it was a fantastic event. It was completely different than last year, and uh, you know, it's it's. I know we all understand it's a work in progress, and there's going to be bumps and hills and things like that. And you know, it was just you know, I applaud everybody that took part in that because you know, whether you made one, two, or three checkpoints, it was grueling all the way around. So, you know, we appreciate it. Shoot, yeah, right. thanks now, Casey. Man, congrats to the champ. So, Thank you, brother. So, tell me about, uh, did you break your glass? or? <laughs> no. As I was leaving, I went back and asked John if I could have the box full of styrofoam to pack mine all the way home. Uh, Steve ended up cracking his. Oh. oh. Did, did Todd take care of you? Uh, I don't think Steve's on. I, I think he was reaching out to you to see if see if your guy could could handle it. Yeah, I think we've had some emails back and forth. I think it's getting fixed. Yeah, that's awesome. I can tell you, my daughter absolutely loves it. As she's, you know, they both are kind of like, well, we're going to put this one above everything else. So it's uh, it's, it's a pretty unique trophy. Well, I, I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, you know, I see D says good night, and I uh, appreciate all everybody's input and. If uh, if they we got we got one that wants to ask Mr. Wheeler, our Wednesday night low sodium host. What do you got, Mark? Hey guys, I uh, just wondering, you know, what are the chances of a low sodium uh, freshwater um, world championship, a regional, or or anything like that coming down in the near future? Well, have you ever heard of Lake Wachita? Yes, I have. Right. Well, be looking at that area. Rock on, man. <laughs> All right, and that's great. And uh, again, yeah, if there's if somebody wants to give a comment or have some question, more questions, uh, I guess we'll direct them to John. They got some places that they can get in touch with you, John. Yeah, they can just you know there's an email address on the website, and they can just uh, Facebook me at the AFWC site. And you know, I just you know for me as a fisherman and kayaker and someone who's you know, been around and traveled and whatnot, you know, there's uh, the people who come out and fish this tournament and what's happening with kayak fishing, it's a pretty cool evolution. And I think that, uh, you know, I think it's a pretty, when I see that group of people down there, I'm pretty honored that they're coming out and fishing this tournament. And I certainly can't wait to see them year over year. So, Awesome. And, uh, again, congratulations, Casey. 
uh, you guys, uh, you, you, you just wore it out. And uh, well, job well done. Thank you. And yeah, man. Hey, hats off to you guys. Hats off to everybody but Casey, man. I got to tell you, hey, great job writing on that blog. That is one of the most interesting. I, I had Mike Hooks. I was like, man, have you, have you checked out this blog this week? And uh, he, this is the honest truth, man. He opened up the first one and just saw how big it was, and he was just like, I heard him go, oh, I don't know if they want to read. And he, dude, he got so involved and so captured in the story. He came into my office and was like, when's the fourth one coming out? I'm like, <laughs> so great job. That is a beautiful write. And, uh, and again, congratulations to everybody but dude you knocked it out of the park you gave it i'm so proud that you trained you lost weight i i, I don't know man i this 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 to me this tournament just says a lot about the human spirit honestly and what somebody can really do again i equate it to the biathlon there's a part of the physicalness of this event but being able to calm down and fish, and you know, we're not talking about. I mean, basically, you're you're another predator, and you got to get your shit together, and you got to cast, you got to find them, then you got to go again. Honestly, I'm glad it's the toughest tournament on the uh, in kayak fishing, and um, and I hope you're really proud of, of winning it, Casey. But we're proud of you. Thanks, buddy. It means a lot. Casey and Steve crushed it, man. Good job, guys. Yeah. And I'd like to thank everybody, Woody Calloway from Native, John from Amongst It, and uh, Casey, you guys are all awesome. I'd like to thank my co-host, Greg Becker. He's been running the boards behind you, making sure that we didn't have no goofballs coming in here, messing things up. But um, AdventureFishingWorldChampionship.com, and it's also the same thing on Facebook. Uh, Casey, your blog. What's the uh, give us the uh, the link to your blog? It's uh, www.hookn1. So hook and then the letter n and the number one dot blogspot dot com. And I put it up on the uh, on the forum on the whatever you call that thing. Yeah, we like to get it out uh, over the air though for folks to listen to the podcast because we'll get a, we'll get a thousand folks listening to it this week. So awesome work, Woody. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for having us on. Again, congratulations to everybody. Casey, you guys rocked it out. Michael Etheridge and Shallow, Walt, Shallow Flywall, everybody, man. Chip, the clone, everybody. Great, great job. And thanks for coming, and we'll see you again. All right, guys. John, thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was good talking to you. All right. And that'll be about it. We're going to wrap it up, podcast, and we'll be here next week. And make sure you take a kid fishing. We'll see you next time, Kayak Fishing Radio. Good night, everybody. Tight lines.